A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Oh, I kind of like the sound of that. Furniture and mattress. If you hadn't heard, we launched into the furniture coverage with Ray Alagreza, and we have another superstar on the show today. The very first time I met this man, he rode a large number of miles on a bicycle. He's the founder of an amazing organization called Help One Now, and we have a surprise for you. So you're going to want to listen to the entire thing. The Dos Marcos Show begins in 60 seconds. Driven entrepreneurs, listen up. It's time to team up with Nationwide Marketing Group, North America's most successful network of independent retailers. You'll gain access to programs and services that level the playing field between you and the national chains. Industry-leading digital marketing, increased buying power, exclusive networking events, and of course, their awesome learning platform. Nationwide Marketing Group is the business partner that helps you get results and stay ahead of the competition. Take the first step today and visit nationwidegroup.org. Do you want more sales in three easy clicks? Yeah. It starts right now at doorcounts.com. With a completely redesigned user interface, gathering data has never been easier. Click number one, your salespeople connect with the customer as they walk through the door. Click two is the outcome. Click three, key performance metrics right there on your phone from anywhere at any time. Now your salespeople can spend their time selling and DoorCounts is going to gather the data you need to make your business better. Start right now at DoorCounts.com. Joe's Marco's Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. Quinn, you like that? That's the old show intro. I love that. That's fantastic. And we are now in furniture, so you had to readjust everything. So that's pretty dang good, right? <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. Imagine that. But hey, it's not throwback Thursday. It's Monday. But coming up this Thursday, we're going to throw back a lot of food because it's going to be Thanksgiving. And this is our annual, maybe the first ever, official giving episode. And we're doing it with our good friend, Chris Marlowe. Now, let me give you a proper intro, and you can tell me what I miss, Chris. So Chris is the founder of Help One Now, a nonprofit that empowers families in developing countries through high-capacity local leaders with proven solutions to end extreme poverty. Chris is the author of Doing Good is Simple, Making a Difference Right Where You Are, and he's a member of the Forbes Nonprofit Council. He's married to the amazing Nicole Marlowe, who's wonderful. He has two daughters, both in college right now, and after residing most recently in Nashville, Tennessee, he now lives in the mountain biking capital of the world, Bentonville, Arkansas. And Chris, what did we miss? Welcome to the show. Well, most of that's lies, but at the end of the day, I'll take all of it. That's all that matters, right? So, um, <laughs> no, that's it. That's um, I do have a 104-pound German Shepherd puppy, um, so I guess she's not really a puppy anymore. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'm super excited to be with you guys today. I'm very, I mean, I've never been on the number one podcast in any category in my life. And so the fact that I finally arrived to this podcast means a lot to me. Well, Kinsley, I was hearing the intro and I thought, wait, we're not anymore. The only, we're going to have to revise that part of it too. We're not the only one anymore. Although it's still the galaxy's best. I think Chris will attest to that after the show's <laughs> over with. <laughs> 
Well, Chris, let's uh, let's start with a story here. So the very first time I met you was not in Bentonville, but I went with a group of guys and gals up to Columbia, Missouri, near Columbia, Missouri, to ride the Katy Trail. And so the Katy Trail, for those who don't know, is the longest rails to trails project in the United States where they took an old railroad bed and they basically scraped it because it wasn't being used anymore. And now it's a, an amazing bike trail that goes about 240 miles across most of the state. You show up having, to my knowledge, never ridden gravel before, and you bang out over 60 miles on your first ride. I tell you what, I have a great mattress and I was sleeping well the day before. And so I was fine. Right. That's all that matters. So, um, no, honestly, it was amazing. Like I didn't know, um, our mutual friend, Mike Rush said, Hey, why don't you come? And I think the, you know, the backdrop is COVID, right. And we hadn't seen each other in so long. And so to an extent we're trying to figure out like, Hey, how do I like see my people again? And it's like, well, we go on a bike ride and be really safe out in nature and like have this amazing time. And I'm like the bike ride, like, what is, what is like, what do you mean by a bike ride? He's like, well, it's gravel biking. Um, now here's the other issue, Mark and Mark, I couldn't find a gravel bike. So literally it, took, it was like, it took me forever to actually locate a bike because they're sold out everywhere. And I happened to find a bike in St. Louis. And so of all places, it was right where we were starting. And so I said, yes, to this crazy experiment, which I think talks a lot about life, right? Like, how do you be curious? How do you try new things? And I remember showing up and the first day was fun, Kinsley, but the second day was miserable. Because it was like the the frozen tundra, wind, rain. And I, I, we were actually talking about this the other day. Like, I remember finishing the second day saying, I'm so stupid. Why am I hanging out with these guys in this place? And I'm completely frozen. And I just really wanted to move back to Southern California, where my roots are from. <laughs> yeah, that look was on very a lot of people's face that day. Now, of course, the first day, we did a total of 125-ish miles. And so that was brutal and dumb on so many levels. And then the next day we did that because that next day rain was coming. And that's where I peeled off and went, saw really good friends of mine yes. who live in Columbia because I used to live in Columbia and you guys went out there with rain gear on and probably uh, covered about 40 miles and came back. Uh, not in the best mood. I don't think. I mean, well, I mean, that's why we kind of went through a few bottles of tequila that evening. We can talk about that later. <laughs> hey, anybody that comes on the show, we like if you have a good tequila drinking story. So we'll get to that at some point because I think you have one. But we wanted to also get to some principles of giving that can help your business. Now, we have a lot of furniture mattress retailers that listen to the show. Huge hearts involved in their communities. They're people of faith many times. They're people who give from the goodness of their heart and probably many of them privately give a lot. But we've talked about this principle of giving in our book, Come Back to Bed. And you wrote an entire book about giving, calling doing good is simple. So in our book, let's tie these two things together because I think there's important business principles in here that you can think about this time of year going into the holidays and beyond. And one of those was our cage framework. So we wanted to show people what are the different big rocks that you could carry around to make part of your business that could get you involved in your community and make meaningful connections with consumers. So we had community, answers, giving, and experiences. And so we, we actually said, if you want to capture Bigfoot traffic, you know, Bigfoot, you got to have a cage to capture Bigfoot. So let's talk about the, the G in giving because you help people understand why they give, how to give, how to make giving simple. Take us into what you talk about with businesses. Yeah. Mark and Mark, it's so fascinating, right? Like we, 
we live in such a um, pressure-packed, intense world. And it's so easy for us to wake up each and every day so overwhelmed by life and business and even to an extent just our own personal responsibilities with our families um, that we, we often forget that one of the best ways to live a really good life is to be a good neighbor. And then I think part of neighboring that's very fascinating is we can either say, is it my direct neighbor um, or is it just neighboring? And I think one of the things we're seeing right now with the new global connection that we have around the world is my neighbors now definitely live next door to me. Uh, most of them are mountain bikers. And then, but I also have these amazing friends around the world. And so when I think of neighboring now, I really do think of, you know, the people I do life with here in Bentonville now, but also people that I love and care for all over the world. And we all have kind of the same basic framework and, and things in common. We want to live a good life. We want to take care of our kids. We want to live with purpose. Um, and so we have so, we're, we're so much more connected than we realize. And oftentimes I think the complexity of giving is, you know, we see this over and over is there's so much to give to. And there's so many issues that we're facing as kind of humans on this earth that it's easy to really kind of freeze up and get paralyzed and not quite know how to give and how to give well. And one of the powerful things about giving is there's so much power in giving. And also when you give, you should be receiving. So that way giving should bring life. It should bring hope. It should bring progress. And so when we think about it from a business level, I think one of the things we all know is being authentic is so vital in the business community these days. And 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 when people are picking or choose who they want to connect with and buy product from, we're asking deeper questions now than ever. It's no longer about me just getting a product. Um, it's about me getting a product that kind of fits my worldview and to get the convictions that I have. I think one of the most powerful things the business community can do, and I think one caveat is often the business community um, has kind of allowed the faith community or the government to think through complex problems the world's facing. But at the end of the day, the business community is really set up well to solve some of these complicated problems because they have the talent, they have some oftentimes the resources, the networks. And so I think there's this thin fine line of being an authentic business that's giving back and that's creating um, a community that cares about certain issues, but also realizing the business community is positioned really well to make a difference in the world. And I think we're seeing business leaders rise up now more than ever to tackle some of these problems where we may be losing a little bit of faith in our in, in the government systems and or even sometimes the faith systems. And so definitely a good opportunity to do it right. And if we do it right and well, um, it'll be a mutual benefit for all involved. I have two takeaways immediately. So dose takeaways on the Dos Marcos show. Number one, you talked about neighboring and then you talked about the business community solving problems. We've got a great example of this in our industry, a shining example of this and it's mattress mac down in houston texas the yeah, second absolutely. most famous person in houston uh and mattress mac not only buys a high water truck that he can take into the flooding and get people out make sure they're safe um he also i mean the guy most recently you know besides betting on the astros put together a trade school on his property and he has these these nuns from a, a local parish come there and teach, but he saw the decline in trade school opportunities and jobs, and he decided to, to neighbor it. And he decided that business was better set up to tackle this problem than government or the faith community or whoever it was, whatever the situation, he took ownership of it. And I love that concept of 
be a neighbor and be the solution as well. And don't, don't think that the government is the answer to everything. I think that has seemed like a bit of a default position for a lot of people. And that's not the answer. Yes. And, and, and I can actually mattress Mac is good friends with some big help and now supporters, um, Marcus and Melly Latrell, which we all know kind of Marcus from, you know, the lone survivor um, um, show and the book and, and the two just amazing humans. And one of the things that we, when I'm talking about to Marcus and Melanie, they actually use Mattress Mac as someone who's been a guide to their entire city and what it means to really give back in an authentic way. And so the fact, Mark, that you mentioned him is it's true. Like not only is he tangibly helping folks and raising money, especially after all the hurricanes and floods that have gone through Houston in the last decade, um, but he's setting a precedent for the business community to realize you can make a huge impact. It can be completely um, authentic. And at the same time, like you're, the, the, the way you live a meaningful life is just deeper. So now when we think about Mattress Mac, we're not thinking about how much money he's made, how successful his business is. We're thinking about very practical things like he's actually making a real difference in his community. And now that's what people know Mattress Mac for more than mattresses. Chris, you know, you, you you do a lot of work with companies, so we've been talking about that. So can you talk to us a little bit about, so what does it mean for any business when they start inserting purpose into what they do, right? So now that they can rally around something together, they can get their people excited. And, you know, back in the day, guys, remember Tom's Shoes, how novel that idea was? They called it back then cause marketing and, you know, buy a pair of shoes and, now that's really taken off and in a much different way. So, uh, Chris, I'm wrapping a lot together, but talk to us about when you are working with companies. Can, can you give us an example of maybe how it has really brought companies together because there's a core, there's a core purpose and function there? Yeah, I think it's great. We were actually working with a company here in Bentonville called Happy Egg. And I think one of the things I love about Happy Egg is, I mean, they're just obviously just a successful company. Um, but one of the things they do is they drive this culture of like innovation and change and they take what they're really good at and they try to like tangibly solve other key problems. And so if you think about Happy Egg, you know, they're one of the largest egg companies in the world. They're kind of like a boutique egg company. Um, but they basically came to us and said, hey, we want to make a difference around the world. Like, you know, how can we bring our expertise to solve a legitimate problem? They do a lot of local stuff too. But so what they've done basically is help create an entire um, like egg plant um, farm type thing in Haiti. And so they went down and partnered with our local leaders there in Haiti. Um, they raised money. They've got their entire employees kind of around this mission and vision as well. So it's created an amazing um, company culture. Um, and for the last three or four years, they've methodically have gone through this process to where um, as soon as we can, we'll eventually see like this really massive egg um, producing company in Haiti and they're taking their expertise and what they know about they're connecting with the org like a help one now and then connects them with the most brilliant people in a place like Haiti and they're able to transfer their knowledge wisdom and skills but I think what's beautiful about that is companies have to be careful to do this in an authentic way because we will sniff out if you're doing it for marketing or for profit right and so it doesn't mean there's not good marketing or good profit that can definitely be a part of the narrative but I think Happy Egg or other companies, the most important thing you can do is it has to be authentic. It has to be something that that really matters to you and your employees, and that will transfer them in, kind of into your customer base. And your customers will feel 
that connection. And I think that will definitely help in, in so many ways. But ultimately, it comes down to like, if you're not authentic, this can actually backfire on you and people will actually walk away from wanting to be a part of your company. So Happy Egg, not only are they doing the work, they're doing the hard work. You know, they're sending people down. Um, they're doing research and development. Um, we've had a couple of failures in the process because of geopolitical issues in Haiti, and they stuck with it. So I think every time I talk to folks in their company, they're so excited to work there because they feel this greater sense of purpose and meaning. And I think that matters more now than ever. Well, we've got a good friend uh, that rides with us, Eric Martin. That's right. Happy Egg. Shout out to Eric. Uh, didn't know about the work the company was doing. And that's, it reminds me of, maybe something that pops into people's heads when they think about giving and they think about making it authentic and they think about getting involved in their communities versus doing something like happy egg has done, uh, outside of the country, help, help us walk through how people think about giving in their own backyards and in, in their own community versus sending dollars to places with extreme poverty. How do, how do people typically walk through that? And, and find peace in it. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, I would say uh, it's really based on friendship and connection, right? And so basically the people that, that kind of serve and help one now narrative to do, you know, kind of they have this global connection, this global friendship. And so one of the things we try to do is we try to get people around a table to listen to each other's stories so there can be this deeper connection. And I think anytime we're connected to something that we care about, um, we're going to then invest our time, our talent, our energy, and whatnot. So I think, uh, you know, one of the major responsibilities that we all have is, you know, we get up every single day and we do most of our life in the communities that we live in. And we, we, are, we want to make an impact in those communities. And so I think one of the things that we need to do is just listen to the people, the helpers who are making the impact. And I think, you know, sometimes we're so driven, you know, obviously for a public company, it's like, but all of us, we're so driven to this quarter to quarter to quarter kind of mentality where we're just running so hard that oftentimes, and I say this all the time, how, one of the best things we can do in life is to get out in front of regret. And oftentimes we, we regret something and then we start working backwards. And so one of the things I think if you're a business leader, one of the things you can do is like, you may succeed at the highest possible level and not feel successful. And I think one of the reasons we oftentimes don't feel successful, is we recognize like, wait a minute, there's more to life than just profit or customers or, you know, all these different things like giving back to our community. It matters. It means something. So it's one thing to build a great business. It's another thing to build a great business that helps build a great community. And so if we tie those two things together. I think we go back to the mattress <coughs> Mac mattress Max built a great business. But he's built a great community in Houston. And, and I think that really matters. I think what we'll do in life is we'll actually, uh, and, and I know we all have seen this and I've been, I've experienced this myself. We are so successful, but you're still not at peace with your success. And I have a feeling when we begin to give back and serve and like really create beautiful communities, not only will we be thankful for our success in the material side of it, but we'll be thankful for our success and like, and, and maybe the greater side which is we've made our community better as we've grown our businesses. I'm totally going to butcher this, but I got a voice text. You know how you can leave a voice text on an iPhone from Matt Mann, uh, who has a podcast on the fam. And he said he read a billboard at a church, um, which usually, you know, unless you get into oh some sort of like chicken war, they're not the best. But he said the billboard was something to the effect of, um, if you're wondering 
what to do with your life and you're just sitting there waiting, do what waiters do. Serve. I was like, oh, that's a good one. There it is. That's a good one. Hey, tell us, Chris, tell us about, I want to know about Help One Now a little bit. You want locals to lead. You want yeah. family empowerment. And so whenever I found out you know, about your mission of family empowerment, we are the fam, uh, you know, and you're empowering families across the globe who are living in extreme poverty. What, how are you helping them? I mean, I, I like these stories yeah. too for this audience because we have family businesses here. And at some point, somebody gave them a hand. And um, yeah. that's what you're doing. And you're actually helping families start businesses. That's right. Yeah, there are two things that are, are they're really, it's a cadence of three essential ingredients that really make and what we would consider healthy progress around the world. One, it has to be locally led. We're sourcing the most brilliant humans around the world, doing some of the most phenomenal work. Um, so Help One Now is like a stateside um, American-led team. We're completely invisible in the eight countries that we work in. We don't have an office. We don't have a logo. We don't have, we're not calling the shots. Um, it's literally, um, we believe in collaboration and partnerships. And we're literally um, building these deep friendships and they do all the work. And we get to be the folks that help fuel it through obviously through giving and, 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 through, and through connection and friendship, right? We create these amazing friendships. And so not only are we giving to like something around the world, we're giving to people that we care about deeply to help create progress in their community. Two parts of that. Um, the first part is we begin to see this frustration as we travel the world and we would show up to a kid's home or a classic orphanage. Um, we would always hear the same story again and again. And the story is simply this. Most kids who live in an orphanage have parents who are living and they have parents who love them. But the best thing that mom or dad could do was give their kid up to an orphanage so they could live. And so we begin to ask the question, like, wait a minute, who and why, why does a mom or a dad have to make that decision? And, and, and with the amount of wealth and technology and innovation that we see in this world, it feels like that's a problem that we can solve. We can, we can tackle that problem. And so the, this is just really simple and basic realities, right? Most folks don't have the opportunity to provide for themselves when you live in a country that's, you know, the the their average, you know, make they make a dollar twenty five a day, and you know, the average, you know unemployment rate is anywhere between 60, 70, 80% oftentimes. So you kind of work in this, in, in kind of the black market space, if you will, not in the formal work market. And so we just ask the question, like, what does a family need? And so the first thing a family needs is for their child to be okay. And so we can make sure children have access to the most basic needs. And I'll try and get through the story because I just kind of thought about it. I'm connecting some dots. I remember I was in Uganda, um, walking around this village and I would walk into a house and I would see kids sleeping on a mattress. And then I'd walk into another house and I would see kids sleeping on the floor. And I actually talk about this in my book. So I'm not just making the story up for the mattress community. Um, and I, I asked our friend Edward, I'm like, Edward, like, what's the difference? And he said, basically said, Oh, the kids who have a mattress are part of the child sponsorship program. The kids who don't have a mattress don't have a sponsorship, a sponsor, don't have a sponsorship yet. And I was thinking just like this $35 a month um, giving proportion that Help One Now had was based on not only helping these kids go to school and get access to nutrition, but it was also helping them live a better life just by the fact that they had a mattress that they can sleep on um, instead of a dirt floor and, you know, a, a blanket every night. And so I think one of the parts of giving that's really critical is like you can make a huge impact on very small, simple actions. And so... 
we don't, we're not, we have a thing called the circle. It's $25 a month and it helps kids get access to school. It pays teachers and every day those kids get two meals a day. And so that solves one massive problem. The second thing that we really love is we call our family empowerment business launch program, just business launch program. And we help families launch businesses. It takes a thousand dollars to launch a business. It's a two year process that has all kinds of training before and has all kinds of mentorship after, but basically in about three months, a family will go from making a dollar a day, a dollar 25 a day to making anywhere between 12, 14, 16 bucks a day, all because they were able to go through this process, launch a business and scale that business. And what I love about it is it's not this continual need to be a part of their, of their story. Like how do we create a spark and how can that spark help this family chase their dreams? And when those families chase their dreams, kids won't be in orphanages. Instead, they'll be at home with mom and dad in a loving, surrounded family environment. How many families have you sent through that family empowerment program? We are about to hit, I can give you a whole bunch of data on that too, but we're about to hit 2,000 families before the end of this year. That's incredible. Yeah. 2,000 families whose lives are fundamentally changed forever and the kids are back home with mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And the dramatic nature of this is, you know, it's so hard when you live, I mean, in America, we have plenty of issues with the poverty and a lot of mental health. And there's a lot going on here that we need to solve in our own backyards. On a global scale, when you work in communities with extreme poverty, it's like they don't even have the basics. And so there's no feeding program. There's no clean water access. Um, it's like every six to eight seconds a child dies in our world who live in extreme poverty because they don't they like food, they like water, or they like sanitation. Like I mean, these are the most basic elements of living. And so when you begin to like do the relief work and help create a foundation, then you can do development work and help create progress. And so help now go into a community. Um, we listen a lot more than we talk. And we recognize what's the quick things we can do to make progress. And then how do we help long-term progress? And so when we, when a family launches a business, there's a couple of data points. Um, 96% have been successful and their increase in wealth is an average of five to 700%. And the beautiful thing, let's face it, we're so busy in America, right? Like none of us, we all have pressure. We all have needs. We have community needs. We have family needs. Um, so one of the things we want to do is create a very simple, powerful way for folks to feel like they can make a difference without being bogged down and overwhelmed by all the issues in this world. And that's why simplicity matters. And so for 25 bucks a month or for you know, a thousand dollars help a family go through um, a whole life changing experience. It's a simple, powerful way um, to make a really big impact in our world. You know, you guys listening to you, Chris, <clears throat> my two thoughts, two takeaways, dose takeaways for me. Number hmm. one, can't imagine how difficult it would be for a parent to have to make a decision to let them go into an orphanage, right? Just so they can sustain life. I, I, I can't fathom that facing that as a parent. So that's that's the the impact that, that was heavy for me. But what what I really like about what you're saying Chris is that you know, it's a biblical principle teaching people to fish instead of giving them fish, right? So when you guys are going in, you are setting them up for future success, not just a band-aid solution for the current problem, right? Yeah, and I think every one of us on this screen has had a moment in life where we didn't know if we were good enough to chase our dreams. And someone, probably a guide, probably entered the story and said, you can be really brilliant at this. And then they begin to help lead us. 
until we had confidence to fly on our own, right? Every one of us, we need a guide. We need someone to lift the lid of, of disbelief, if you will. And so I remember I was in a village um, in Ethiopia and this lady is the best cook in the village. And basically people want to eat her food all the time. When I looked at her and I go, well, you, you know, you can open up a restaurant, right? Like if you can, if you're a brilliant cook, you can be a chef. And because this community is mostly a kind of a male dominant community, she's like, I can never do that. I'm like, oh yeah, you can. Um, so we, we, we basically helped her go through this program. We gave her a $500 in in-kind donation where she opened up a food truck in her front yard. And basically, basically that food truck was packed every single day, all the time. And she went from making hardly anything a day um, to making, I think, $13 a day on average. And then she realized she can open up a coffee shop in the morning. And then she realized she can open up dinner in the afternoon. And then she can open up a store. And then she can hire employees. The best part of the story is when I met her, she had two kids who lived in a field. And they would work all day in the field to make a dollar a day because she would cook all day for people, but she wouldn't earn a profit. And so the dreams of these two kids was simply to go to college. And through this one simple act of helping her realize you can go from, you know, being a cook to being a chef and making a profit and running a business and hiring employees. But she saved money, built a house and bought her first house, built a house in the back of her house, rented it out and saved all those profits to send her own two kids to college on her own dime. And it all was because she started a very small, simple business but beyond the business was someone came in and said, we believe in you. And then our local partners in Ethiopia did all the work necessary. Um, and now she's running two or three businesses. Her kids are in college. And I haven't seen this lady in four years, you know. And so she's she doesn't need us. She doesn't need me. She's chasing her dreams. And we all, some, sometimes the best way to live is just to believe in other people's um future and life. And so sometimes we judge so easy, right? Oh, if, if they're in extreme poverty, maybe they're lazy or they don't want to work or, and it's like, no, actually they just need a spark and helping now just does our best to give people a spark so they can chase their own dreams. I love the spark. You know, we actually, Chris and the listeners, we actually have a surprise for both of you. So, okay. Just up front, Chris, we did not hack your website but we did modify it without you knowing it because i know the right people in the right places so if you go to help one now you should type it in your browser chris because this is gonna be a surprise for you help one now.org forward slash the fam help one now spell out the word one help one now.org forward slash fam and now through december 2nd Dos Marcos and the fam, we're going to match your gift to help one now up to $2,000, Dos $1,000. So for every $1,000 we raise, like you said, uh, we're going to be able to empower a family and send them to start a business. And you know how it feels to be part of a family business. Somebody helped you along the way. And right now you can be that person to somebody else. So we hope you'll go there and give a gift because now through December 2nd, Dos Marcos, Dos Thousand Dollars, and your gift is going to be doubled because we believe in what you're doing, Chris, and it matches authentically with who we are because the fam is a community, and you're creating community wherever you go, and we want to magnify that, and we think you're amazing, and we think your community is amazing. Well, listen, super, super thankful for that, and one of the best parts of giving is you get to receive, 
And so one of the things we want to do for your community is we want you to track with some of these families who will go through the program where you can literally see how much better their lives will be because of your generosity. So one of the things um, for the podcast listeners is we want you to feel connected to the story because we do believe that transformation helps both sides. And so super thankful, Mark and Mark, for your generosity. And for those who are listening, as you get involved, please know we care about you as well. We want you to see your generosity um, we want you to see the impact of your generosity. And we believe if we do that, we can create a better world, a better community, and we can live better lives. Hey, Chris, Chris will you Marlo. come back on and talk to us about some of the progress, right, Mark? That would be great to hear some of those stories and just get this yeah. this audience connected to this moment. And uh, we can look back and uh, kind of see where, where things have gone. Absolutely. It's the best part of what we do. Chris Marlowe, founder of Help One Now, author of Doing Good is Simple. Uh, check out his book on Amazon. We'll put links to everything in the show notes on the FAM. So just go to fam.news and you can search for Chris Marlowe, M-A-R-L-O-W. And uh, Chris, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the show. I'm going to see you in the saddle when we're out grinding gravel here in mountain biking right. capital world. As our friend Nick says, come for the mountain biking, stay for the gravel. Um, That's right. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing and we appreciate you. And if you're out there, head to helponenow.org forward slash the fam and your gift is going to double and be sure and uh, subscribe to the newsletter, subscribe to us on podcast, leave, uh, leave a review. And if you're subscribed to the newsletter, we'll put links in there as well. What I miss Quinn, anything. I'm so grateful to people like you for doing what you do, for all the lives that you impacted, for the heart you put into it. I've met your wife. She's awesome. For what you do together as a family. And do me a favor, please. Just watch out for Kinsley out there on the bike trails because we need him back here uh, doing this podcast. So, Well, listen, Quinn, we need you on the bike trails with us. If you both have bad days, and it may be bad for the <laughs> listeners, but it'll be a fun moment. I want to go. Kinsley promised to take me, so I'm I'm, I'm going to get in. So I'm going to have to have a camera crew if Quinn is going to be on a bike because I just have to <laughs> capture all these wonderful moments. Well, Chris will take care of me. He he won't he won't leave me in the dust. Like Kinsley will like take off and leave me in the back, leave me in the back of the pack. Chris Chris will ride with me. Kinsley would definitely will take off and leave you. So it's part of the <laughs> part of the reality of his skill set at this moment in time. I tend to be somebody that sprints off for a while and then I come back. So I'm more of, I'm, I'm kind of like an accordion rider. I'm going out here and then I'm this coming back and then I'm going out and coming back. Well, guys, uh, we'll have to get out there together at some point. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your friends and your fam. And to everybody listening, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving holiday as well. And we hope you got something out of this giving episode with our friend Chris Marlowe. Thank you.